Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Coast to coast and around the world. It's the return of this day on blogtalkradio.com.
the only man that has the answer to the problems of the troubled world. It's Saeed, Imam Isa, and Hadi El Ma. Victorious opening happens when Ansar Allah comes. Why and 
And you see people entering into Deen Allah in groups, like you all are now beginning to take Shahada in groups in this latter day. And it says what? So then it is time for you to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by showing hamda, gratitude. Start worshiping five times a day, in other words, to show your gratitude, right? And you must ask Allah to forgive you for your idolatry and your fornications and abominations and seek his forgiveness. Because he's the only one that has the power to forgive you when you turn to him for repentance. This is what that section is about. This was the last. Hello. Somebody's typing. Triple one, you there? Okay. All right, let's try this one. Triple one, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Well, something is wrong. This is, let me explain myself. On the federal side, just the Constitution, the 15th Amendment, okay, it, it gives people right to vote just based on your race. So at that particular time, in, in 1869, only white men and black men could vote. If you look at in Ohio, uh, in some parts of states they were to this, but on the federal side, it just said men could vote. And then in 1920, it comes back again. On the federal side, Constitution, you cannot discriminate against sex. That's when women had a right to vote. So we, we have been battling the right to vote in this country factually for a long time. But if you combine 
the 15th and the 19th Amendment, everybody in this country should vote because you cannot discriminate on the race of the individual or the sex of the individual. But, Mace, let me answer your question. It's about the balance of power. That's what Sarge is not saying. The reason why they had to have that act, the federal act, is because the states want to go and says, hold up, we don't want to look at the Constitution and look at the 15th and 19th Amendment. We will still want to have a state like Alabama and discriminate. So Martin Luther King says the federal government has to proclaim something against the states. It's always balance of the power from the state rights and what the federal government can do. That's why the contradiction when you say we're the United States, but then the states are divided. The act says the federal government could act to ensure that, and look at the, 19, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. That's why Martin Luther King is very important, that the government will act Act is enforcing these laws. You cannot, and one of the lines that says, you cannot discriminate somebody on their constitutional right to vote in their other federal policies. So that's why you have to have the act, even though Mace, it looks like there's a contradiction because people can say, well, Saul says, well, the Constitution says everything. No, people in those states says, forget the Constitution. We want to run our states the way we want to run. And no, it's backwards. You cannot do that. So the federal government had to say, say hold up, we're going to have the Civil Rights Act. Look at the Civil Rights. If you read the Civil Rights Act, it goes for everybody. It includes voting. It includes uh, open up a business and everything. It's very important. So what I was saying earlier, Mr. Talk, when I was really muted, that, uh, that even though we had the problems in 1965 or those acts, those Voting Rights Act in those individual states, people will use that Civil Rights Act that Martin Luther King passed for their argument on the state level. That's why I always say, even on my state constitution, I always go to the, the, the Constitution of the United States because I know that is the higher. I know that rules everything. That started everything. That's the government. In the states, you can challenge your state constitution by the Constitution of the United States because they cannot go against that. So, so there's a balance of there. The states can have their little, but they cannot take care, uh, 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 take anybody constitutional rights within that particular state. So that's why we have the act for enforcement, just like Sarge says. Now, Sarge, when they gave their act, you saying that they had to go under debate. To me, they were just stalling for time because in writing, they already had the act to enforce it because he was violating the Constitution in the Civil Rights Act at the same time on the federal government. That's why they came in. But they were just playing out for time to see what they were going to do. But they had it, uh, uh, they had it uh, 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 since day one. So that's why Martin Luther King, when you're dealing with uh, people in your organization where they don't know how to law, sometimes you have to be patient sometimes. But it should, be, it, it should work. So that's what I'm saying. The act is, is very important. So I think, Sarge, if you hear him, he's trying to diminish the Civil Rights Act. No, the act, the act, that Civil Rights Act made the federal government get right. those guns Thank like you, Sarge was talking Thank about, you, uh, about yesterday. Those guns Thank and you, those Mike. weapons, those forced the Civil Rights I said, Thank you, Michael. Well, I don't know how that happened, but I think he just repeated everything I just said. He just went and read up on something and then came back and repeated what I just said. Come on now. Listen, people. Today is not today. 
All right, Sarge. You, 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 you. Well, you, uh, you I, don't, I don't know. I, much talk. I didn't know I said anything to diminish the Civil Rights Act. I said that one helped to uh, uh, elaborate and and uh, build upon the constitutional amendment. They worked in conjunction. First of all, you got the constitutional amendment, which was ignored in many of the southern states because blacks clearly were being denied, if not de facto, uh, the right to vote, de jure the fact to vote, by an impossible set of uh, um, requirements they had to jump through and hoops. So there was clearly discrimination in the southern states. The, the Voting Rights Act was intended. See, what they were trying to do was to get around the, the Constitutional Amendment. And they were doing so many things that, that, that you know, because after all, but the, the, what the amendment does just give you a general right to vote. It doesn't go into all these little specifics that you deal with in legislation when authorities set up roadblocks to voting while saying, oh, we're complying with the 15th Amendment. What the legislation was intended to do was to shut down all these things, like when authorities get there and ask black people how many bubbles are in a bar of soap. <laughs> expected to be, literally was a question on one of these civil rights steps. How many bubbles are in a bar of soap? And they only gave this question to black people when they showed up to the bowl. Something like that. So the legislation was uh, 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 there to uh, leave absolutely no doubt that a state cannot prohibit the right to vote based upon color or previous condition of servitude. That's what that, remember, servitude, not involuntary servitude, like when you're convicted of a crime, but of servitude. So that's what it says. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, 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 and this is the argument about black people, young men who committed federal crimes, got out of, spend their time in federal prison, and the state said they can't vote. You, why are you using the word servitude as ambiguous? You said voluntary. Listen, this is why legal definitions, interpretations is very important. When we say, the, when, when you tell me, deny them, or, or someone has done servitude in the past, Servitude means servitude, whether it's voluntarily or involuntary, it means servitude. Now, you want to go and break it up and say, well, if they went to the jail, we can't do that. No. Servitude is servitude. What's in this past, don't hold it against them. And uh, I'm saying these states who don't – hold up, sorry, leave me out. You're not reading the, the Constitution. The, no, That's I'm reading the word servitude. I am. You just said – No, you're not. Okay, okay so – so explain yourself. So you're saying that the states that send their barring federal criminals who who uh, already did their time, now they're back in the society, they're denying them the right to vote. You're saying that they have a right to do that because they were because they had an involuntary servitude or voluntary servitude? Uh, because, sir, the 15th Amendment did not invalidate that aspect of the 13th Amendment that dealt specifically with that question. That's why, that's why I tell you. Go back and read the Constitution. You can't just isolate one phrase in the Constitution as though it has no import upon the other sections of the Constitution. The 15th Amendment did not, because it would have to say so, invalidate that aspect of the 13th Amendment that says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. If you've been duly convicted, then they can restrict your right to vote. 
That's mm-hmm. what ought, ought to be held. It didn't invalidate it. The states can still, if they choose to, impose a sanction on your right to vote if you've been convicted of a crime for which you have been sentenced to involuntary servitude. And that says that, okay, well, uh, well, you're right. I mean, well, you I'm can't just reading the well, hold on, hold on. I, 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 And you're right. Okay, and now hold up. Now, I stand corrected because if you're right, I'm just reading the 15th Amendment on Wikipedia, and it says, it's, it says, uh, prohibits the denial of the right to vote based on race, color, and previous condition of servitude. Now, you saying that, 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 that there's something else? Now, you saying that there's something else that's added to that? Involuntary servitude, uh, the punishment of which no, is, no, is for a crime no, no, for no, no, which I'm you, you have been duly convicted. Does not invalid. It's not invalidated by the Fifteenth no, Amendment. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm asking Including you a question. Including subsequent sanctions. I'm asking you. The Constitution has something more than what I just read, right? Yes. Thirteenth okay. and Fifteenth Amendment has to be read in context together to have an understanding of why they can do it. For the condition of involuntary servitude. No, no, no but, 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 but see, look, see, but see, 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 the turn. See, see, that really is wrong. The reason they passed it no, no, but no, hold on, hold on. Don't put newly the 13th free Amendment. Slaves, they wanted them to be able to vote. No, no you're mixing, hold up, you're mixing the 13th. Oh, hold up, you're mixing the 13th with the 15th. I just wanted to stay with the 15th when it deals with voting. It just says that previous, serv- it's, it's previous conditions of servitude. That's what they're saying, and you're saying that, that it adds that it says, but if you were convicted as a prisoner, you can't vote. I don't think the Constitution says that. No, no, no. You're adding here's that what, to here, that. No, no, here's what No, the no, you added like. that to No, no, Mike. Like. All right, all right. Everybody hold up, hold up. All right, because we're going in, we're going in circle here, and uh, there's more stuff I want to talk about besides this. Look, Mike, you, you're bringing all these great uh, – uh, uh, things up and felons and all that. Look, we're talking about 1965. <clears throat> the state of Alabama, the state of Mississippi said, I don't care what the federal government say, we're doing it our way unless you come down here and force it. Simple. Just like right now. I say, Mike, let's have a decent conversation. You say, uh-uh, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, and that's it. Well, I'm the federal government here, and I'm making you, I'm saying you're going to do it my way. Okay? So there. <laughs> that was too easy, wasn't it? Well, that's the way it's going to be. <sighs> All right? It's, it's just that simple. You know, once again, it's one of those things where we have decided to, to make this thing a lot more difficult than it has to be. It was easy. If you look at what was happening during that time, the the, the the culture, the environment, the people involved, the states involved, it's easy to see what was going on. That's why that's what made that march necessary. The treatment of the, the actual protesters, the marchers, that everybody could see on television. Everybody. It was no longer a the, the uh, hidden secret that just those individuals that were living that period of time in those areas only knew about. Hence Ferguson. I bring it to today's Ferguson. Without Michael Brown being killed, thus, in 1965, Jim Lee Jackson, nobody would know what was going on in Ferguson except for those living in Ferguson. 
And the same was going on in Selma, Alabama at that time, in Montgomery, Alabama. That was Alabama, period. Marion, Alabama. So to take this thing and start talking about, well, somebody got a felony and they can't, well, hey, he did. They committed the crime. But that's beside the point. The point here is in 1965, during this period of time, the federal government had to step in and say, look, we will force you to let these people march for what they believe in because it's the right thing to do. George Wallace said no. Unless you make me, I'm not doing it. And that's what happened. That is, that, that's it. So, all this other stuff y'all try to throw in the mix, we ain't doing all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Now, let's get on to the other, the other play thing I want to talk about that happened in 1955. 1955, and that was the Montgomery Boy Bus Boycott. And that was something with that I really wanted to talk about because everybody says it was started because of the Rosa Parks. The Rosa Parks. Now, the reason why Rosa Parks became a, a figurehead because she was a member of uh, the local NAACP and another uh, group that that uh, was prominent in the African American community, and that's how she became the so-called uh, picture child for uh, the boycott. However, man, I'm sorry, y'all. This, this <laughs> uh, these allergies beat me up. Uh, however, there was another young lady. Uh, let's see, Claudette Colvin. Claudette Colvin. On March second, nineteen fifty-five, that uh refused to give up her seat. Also on the bus, okay? And the two police officers putting handcuffs in the restaurant. But you're not going to hear about that. But that was uh, uh, something that was going on, but because she was just a teenager, nobody really paid that any attention. Also, what what also is failed to believe, that, 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 to be said, that many people aren't aware of either, that Rosa Parks was actually sitting in the colored section. It was near the front of us, and this is how it was. So many seats were allotted for the white riders. Okay? Now, what would happen is, if those seats became filled, the, the color seats near the front of the bus, the driver would ask them to get up and go to the back. And thus, where the problem came in at. So, let's, let's make an understanding that she wasn't sitting in the white section, but she was sitting toward the front of the bus. All right. So, with that being said, I'm gonna open up your mics. Please act accordingly, because I'm not having it. All right. We gonna open up my, my um, Sarge first. Go ahead, Sarge. And then we gonna go down the line. Chris Mays and Mike. Go for it. Yeah. Another thing I think is kind of interesting is is that uh, there was a, a certain uh, second lieutenant in the United States Army, one who I think you'll know very well when I say his name. His name was Jackie Robinson. Uh, he was he was uh, involved in a, a in a bus. Uh, he was arrested uh, at Fort Hood, Texas, 
for remo- refusing to move to the back of the bus uh, on a United States Army base where those uh, state uh, segregation requirements did not apply. And he was court-martialed, but he was acquitted at the court-martial. He was then given the choice of uh, a uh, honorable discharge from the United States Army and resigning commission, which he did. But uh, I, I, I find that was actually kind of a uh, early case, even though it did involve someone who was subject to the Articles of War because they didn't have the Uniform Code of Military Justice in. But they acquitted him because federal regulations on the post did not allow for such discrimination. So um, the NAACP took other cases. There's another lady named Irene Morgan. Uh, they got a victory in the Supreme Court in, I think it was 1947 or something like that. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled that uh, segregated uh, interstate bus lines violated the Commerce Clause. But those laws only applied, of course, to uh, bus lines that were regulated by interstate uh, a bus travel, uh, and um, you know, and uh, Southern bus companies uh, got around that, the Morgan ruling, uh, by making their own uh, Jim Crow regulations um, uh, at the state level. So you know, this is why this issue was so contentious and difficult to deal with. You are not in the federal civil rights legislation. You know me; I ain't big on. You are now off the host queue. But this was a case clearly where the federal government had to step in to. You are now in the host queue. Is a supreme of the land, not state Jim Crow regulations. The Constitution is. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sarge, for that. You are now off the host queue. Chris, are you there? Okay. You watch your television or something. All right, Mays, you're up. Yes, Mr. Talk. You were speaking of Rosa Parks. Wasn't the first person that came off the bus? Hello? Yes. Yes. And who did you say that person, second person was? Claudette Colvin. And Miss Wilson was one, too. And she lives in, Mon- she lives in uh, Michigan now. And she got beat on the bus. She was pregnant, so they used Rosa because she was pregnant and unmarried. So they didn't want to have that. So that's where Rosa came in at. Okay. Uh, and she's a nurse, and she retired in Michigan. Uh, thank you. Mhm. Well, that's a lie. Well, first of all, Claudette, she is the word Claudette Colvin. She's the first one. It's documented. It's court documented. She already had the case. She went to the Supreme Court of that state. The reason why they did not put Claudette is because of her image. A 16-year-old girl, a teenager that's pregnant, she did not fit me personally. She did not fit my personal opinion. Uh, they did not pick her because she did not fit that image, that 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 that, that church-going woman image, that proud image. And see, even the black community ought to be ashamed of themselves because they even play images. They want a, a certain type of black. But, Sarge, I got you. Wait till my last call to see on that 15th of May. You, you lied to us. You better read it well. That's all I have to say. But, yes, Claudette is the first one. Uh, she, we get to shoot Shana. Rosa Parks was not the first one. Uh, and, 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 and we, and we want to talk about the first black woman who stood up to the white man and said, no, we should give her, uh, give her the much-due respect. 
That is the first. If you really want to talk about history, it's court documented. Rosa Parks wasn't the first one. Now, this uh, person that uh, uh, Mace is talking about it, I can't believe it. Where's the court? Where's the court record? Where's it's, the arrest uh, records? Uh, Where's the arrest record. records? Where's the history? Where is documented? Uh, that? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't know let's, what she's talking about. Claudia is first. It's about. Okay, let's stop this. Let's stop this real fast. All right. Let's go ahead and say there were numerous women before Rosa Parks. Okay, that didn't give up their seat on the bus that we didn't hear about. Okay, can we can we go with that? Yes, we will go with that. It's not can we, but we will go with that, okay? There were there were numerous women and Rosa just happened to be the one that they were to use for the, the poster child as far as the Montgomery bus boycott. All right? So continue on, Michael. No, I mean, that's basically all I want to say. Uh, she didn't get her proper recognition because of the image, and, and it's a part of the black community. Did not give her her due. It had nothing to do with the white man. They uh, put uh, Rosa Parks up to this image, a hard-working woman, middle class. She was a church going, but they didn't want to put up that. They weren't real about the situation. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that teenage woman was abused. She got roughed up real, real bad. Uh, so that's all I have to say. But, Sarge, wait till my closing statements. Well, a lot of a lot of them were roughed up, you know. But in many cases too, a lot of them were secretly fine, and you know that was it. That was well, it. I'm only going on. The, well, I understand that, and I agree. But I'm just going on court documented information where she had to go to court. I'm just going on documents where well, we can clearly see and we and we can clearly have the measurement. All that innuendo, speculation, assuming. I'm just all going on record. Court, she was the first one in this nation. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, as I said, okay, all of them went to court. Okay? Thank you. All right. So, with that being said, let's continue on with this, uh, with the the, the boy, but, with the bus cap. The, wow. Boy cap. Bus boy cap. Yeah, thank you. The boy, the, the bus boy cap. Okay. So, all this said, this got everything rolling in motion. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Excuse me for just one moment, y'all. Wow. Um, well, again, uh, you know, this was an issue of, uh, uh, again, this is a clear, you know, this is about a clear uh, constitutional issue, as I know, to exist uh, in civil rights history, uh, and one that, uh, uh, again, needed the federal government to redress. Okay. The states were determined to block the voting rights aspirations of black people in many of the southern states. And the federal government had a duty to come in and enforce the Constitution. It did. This is an example where the civil rights movement had a point. They did it, but unfortunately, they've been running off fumes of that ever since, and they try to make everything into a, everything as though it's Selma, in 1965, when oftentimes that just ain't the case. It was definitely the case here. It was addressed in the proper manner. The federal government employed its uh, uh, its uh, use of force provisions properly. Uh, the civil rights of the uh, voters in these southern states have been enacted. Now you've got in many of these southern states, particularly Mississippi, blacks voted a higher percentage than any other group in the state. And this is not uh-huh. a common. So that battle has been won. 
<laughs> okay. So I well the boy bus caught now. Or the bus boycott. <laughs> Miss Montgomery. <laughs> oh, I can't even talk. All right, so that's where we are. So I ought to run, run it back 10, 9 years to Montgomery, Alabama, and the bus boy bus caught. Well, bus boycott. I don't know why I can't say that. Too many bees. All right. So what do you take? What is your take on that, Sarge? Oh, well, like I said, uh, the Montgomery bus corps was a great victory. It had to be, uh, the battle had to be fought. The battle was won. It was a victory, a resounding, overwhelming, total, complete victory. And thank goodness for it. Uh, you know, the rule of law, the Constitution, and people's civil rights were held, upheld. And uh, it was one of the great, it was probably the high watermark of the civil rights movement. It's been pretty much downhill for them ever since. <laughs> Go ahead. Everybody, mics are open. Just, just do it oh. to be respectful and cordial toward each other, or I will shut you down. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Mays. Are you can you pull up all the newspapers? They yes. have pictures of all three women in it. All okay. Three of them. And you can see it for yourself. I mean, all right. Like well, that. I mean, Mays, we we came to the conclusion that uh, okay, numerous women were on the bus, uh, but uh, refused to give their seat before um um Rosa Park. Okay, we 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 said that already. So let's let's move on. Uh, uh, okay, whatever you say. I was getting ready to put, add something else, which seemed like your car got you out of whack. No, no, I know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, let me uh, bring Renee into the the mix. All right, welcome to the show, Renee. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Great. <laughs> All right. What you got, baby? Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry, but I don't. I didn't even get to start listening to the show. I just went ahead and pressed one, so I haven't even heard what the topic is. Okay, <laughs> well, right now we're, we're right now we're discussing the uh, Montgomery bus boycott. Okay, that that's what we're talking about. Okay, so what do you choose on that? Um, yeah, we're basically... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said we're basically at the beginning, so go right ahead. Okay. Um, my thoughts on that is that that was an example of how you can um, economically um, create change, so to speak, um, because it was the money they were losing um, that made the bus companies have to change their policies. So I think that was that's a good example of um, econo- e- using economics um, toward change, which is what a lot of people, um, specific, specifically a lot of black people, um, believe is, you know, one of the keys um, to improve our condition in this country. Um, you know, I mean, as far as to kind of applying that today, I don't know that it will be successful oh. in that type of way. But um, um, I'll let somebody else go ahead. Yeah, but look, you got to remember, see, one thing you got to realize, the national city lines that own the Montgomery bus line at the time of the Montgomery bus boycott, the president and the others had been circulating memos. They did not want to enforce the imposed segregation laws of the city of Montgomery. 
It was inefficient for them and costing them money. They couldn't oftentimes they couldn't fill up the buses. When we, and uh-huh. get the money and the max they they were forced to by the state. The government made them do that policy. The uh Montgomery buses <laughs> would prefer if they had had their druthers to not do it. It was imposed by government. Government uh-huh. made them discriminate that way. They were losing money oftentimes because of the policy. So as a result of it, you know, I mean, see, this is why I say, let the market take care of itself. The market will eventually sort itself out more often than not. And in this case, if the city of Montgomery hadn't imposed this Jim Crow law on the bus lines, they wouldn't have had it on their own. Can I speak now? I don't know. Can I speak? No, no, they said it. They got the memos. They got the historical no, record now. It's pretty clear. I'm not disputing that. I'm just. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I guess the way you're phrasing this, um, but you're speaking. You're speaking strictly on money, correct? Pretty much, yeah. I'm not saying they were okay. great. They love black people. I, okay. I'm not. Look, I'm never. Okay. I'm rarely concerned about if anybody loves me or well, not. I care less. All I well, want to make I, sure is. Is that my civil and constitutional rights are not being violated, right. and you give me equal opportunity? You don't have to love me. I care less. Can I? Right. Can I speak? Can I say something, Mace? You had your opportunity. Can I say something real quick? But see, this is a different time. Right now, we have different movements. Back then, we were talking. Look at the. We were talking about the footage that they were showing to the world. Black people getting sprayed by water hoses. Um, Dogs biting black people, um, billy clubs and things, police hitting, uh, clearly hitting it. I understand we have certain instances where we get Rodney King in certain situations. So people protest in their certain ways. But when we're talking about boycotting, I'm just saying people can boycott in their own special way right now. If you, if, you have a, if you really have a moment and you feel like you're getting treated like your grandmothers and grandfathers were being treated, no, I know I'm getting treated a little bit better in this country than my grandmothers and grandmothers. I know I still have it a little tough in some ways, but I'm looking at my I'm, – I'm speaking about my life. I'm looking at a different time period. I don't have it like them. I have some better things in my life right now than I have them. But if you have some ways, you can go ahead and do it. But boycotting, taking the money, uh, uh, some of those people were getting government aid, aid um, Sarge, and they were not spending their government money with the businesses. It doesn't matter because the commonality of all people is money. So, so, so and, and instead of looking at the differences, try to not get them back with, with, with <laughs> the similarities, with the similarities because the money is involved in the community, in the culture, in the business. So money is very important. And so, so they were going through a whole different time than we are. So, so when you're saying that we, you don't think it's going to work right now, it may not work exactly like that because I may, I think people always want to go back to that, that time. No, we would never go back to that time. That time was that time. This time is now. And there's other ways that you can do something. Can I uh, speak, Mike? You finished? Can I speak now? Yeah. Go well, ahead. since we want to discuss Alabama, I think my birth certificate has Alabama on it. So when the bus boycott went along and the people stopped and started walking everywhere or the ones that had cars drove people everywhere, the businesses were not making money off the people because they wanted equal rights and they wanted equal 
way to spend their money, and they wasn't doing it to them. And what happened to right. the two little girls on the bus before Rosa came, as I said, that's what started it because they were tired of it, and they weren't going to do it to take it anymore. You can go from Alabama, Mississippi to Texas. All right. Or, or you can go on back to Texas. Alabama wasn't the only place. Well, you can go even go up to Georgia. It was happening because that's place. right. Because, because that's John all they Lewis were asking for was eating. Uh, uh, the only thing they were asking for back then is treat me fair and equally, and I can spend my money anywhere I want. I can go with who I want to go with. Treat me fair and treat me equally. That's the Civil Rights Bill. Read it. That's all they were saying. That's all they were saying. Treat me fair. But and, I, um, and, and the reason I can. Come, Compare it, or can I finish your name? The reason I can compare it with then and now is because you look at the voting rights thing. What did Eric Howard have to go to the states and do? The same thing they did when they gave you the right to vote, the Civil Rights Act. They were stopping people from going to vote by saying that they was purged off the voting list. What was right. that? Because, that because no one is forcing my black community spending that money with Koreans. No All one right, right now. Right. Well, right now, someone can turn their back on the Koreans. I don't know why y'all trying to play this game with me today, but I ain't I ain't playing with you. Go ahead, Renee. Now, I don't know what the heck going on, but I ain't playing with y'all today. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, I don't, you know, talking about the Montgomery uh, bus boycott, reflecting on that, even though black people now, even though, you know, the situation with Rosa Parks and um, all of that and – the fact that black people can now sit anywhere on the bus they want, which many still choose to sit in the back. But anyway, um, how I just for me, I don't see how we've really progressed um, from that time. I really don't. To me, it was it was just more visible. That's the only thing. It was more visible. There were signs, uh, but the signs have been taken down. The vis- visibility is not as clear, but everything is still the same. But the intention of the Voting Rights Act was not to make everything the same and to turn your life into nirvana. It was to give you equal access to the voting booth. See, the, the, the government's job is that? not to do make your that? life. It's, yes, and the government's job is no, not to make not. your life. Renee, you saying right yes, now America is the same is, level as in '65? Yes, this is do. Yes, and what was done? Look, what the oh, civil? What, what the Voting me? Rights Act hold on, hold on. intention was was accomplished. It was accomplished. It was not intended to make your life nirvana. That's up to you to do. All of these things they come up with. You got to have your ID now. You've got to have this. Those things are to target black people disproportionately. Come no, they're not. No, they're not. It prevents fraud. Now you're going to pretend to me now. Voting rights fraud is not an issue either. Okay. There is a tension wow. between no. rights uh, okay. and obligations. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think we we we, we went back a little bit, but I guess we is still in the same same area. Um. That's interesting, though. I guess you could put both of them in the same in the same tub and shake them up and come out the same way, huh? Because it is basically yeah. the same. The bus cop, the bus cop, well, the bus cop, Lord have mercy, the two words just give me the, the boycott, okay, mm-hmm. happened before the march in Selma, right. okay? Let's go on and put this out there. This happened before. 
So during this time, this bus they wanted to be uh, the boycott. They wanted courtesy, you know. They wanted to be seated, you know. Uh, they were balanced seating, uh, torture, you know, passing up buses going by, passengers, adjudication, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature. It never said anything about voting, anything like that. Now. What was the best way back then to do anything? Just like I often say, if you go, if you go to today's, uh, um, in today's world, what's the best way to hurt anybody? Okay, you're not treating us fairly. What we do? Stop supporting you. Now, little, little that is known that the bus co- the people that actually own the bus company, were not from Alabama. I think they're from uh, Detroit or somewhere like that. I can't find my notes where I said it. Wrote that down there, but. They weren't even uh, from Alabama, okay? So now you you have a group of people that actually shut down, uh, you know, basically a whole um, town or bus, I mean, transportation system. Because, okay, let's show you that we don't need it. We can do it on our own, and that is what happened. You know, once it came together, Provided rides for everybody that needed a ride, and this was only supposed to be. Now, see, this is an example of how we can come together as people in the numbers. This boycott was only supposed to be one day, but as negotiations went on, the the, the Montgomery mayor said, "No, we're not doing it." So, okay, it went on another day, you know, and then another day. To between 381, 385 days. So they finally decided, okay, we need to give in because they realized that they weren't making the money anymore. They were saying, look, I'm paying you my money. The so-called students say it's my right, but yet I'm getting treated like like lower than the second, third, fourth hands, you know, uh, rate citizen. What 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 shall we do? You know, as I, as we have mentioned before, there was numerous there were numerous women uh, that refused to give up their seat, and they were sitting in the color section. See, and, and I think that's another piece that that a lot of people don't don't want to put into this, but they were actually sitting in seat that was designated for colored people. It's just it was closer to the front of the bus. And Renee, you have a point when you say people fight to sit in the back. And I, I found that interesting, and I'm not going to feel it. When I was growing up, I used to, we used to do the same thing. I don't know why, but we did. You know, we weren't aware, I guess, aware of the history. But my point is this. Okay, the point is this, and it's simple. We, we, uh, back then, this was the thing to do. It wasn't violent, okay? It wasn't violent at all. What it was was uh, 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 a point to prove that economically we had power and we could show right. we had power if we decided to come together. Uh-huh. Okay, that 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 I think that is what really came out of the the Montgomery bus boycott. Absolutely. Now I mean we 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 can go ahead and elaborate and. And speculate and talk about all the the the, the other things such as uh, uh 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 you know who was the first to be recognized and so forth and so on. But if you that's good, 
you know, and I, and I say those are little things that we do need to know. But you have to take and look at the bigger picture. And if you take and look at the, what happened during that period of time to togetherness and the economic, uh, uh, economic, what is it? Uh, dang, what word am I looking for? The economic boost that, that I mean, the economic strength that they had and they they worked. You know, it's amazing. If you take it and fast forward to the day, we have that same economic strength and stuff. We do. But we won't come together and do it. Here's right. This organization, this this conversation right here. Everybody's trying to, you know, we got so many people trying to, to dig under there and take the foundation from the whole thing from under it. Then you got those throwing dots from the other side trying to, when the point is, they show strength, economic strength. They work together to achieve um, a specific goal. Um, Mr. Talk, um, you know, I yes. think something that, I, I, this is a suggestion here. I think something you ought to address is this whole issue of folks saying that uh, the failure to renew uh, Section 4 of the 1965 Voting Rights Act is an attempt to roll back the rights of black people to vote. I, I think that needs to be addressed, too. I've heard that before. And it's nonsense. I'm telling you right now, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But people believe it's it. Nonsense. But then why is it it's nonsense. Can I ask if it's nonsense? Let me say again. Nonsense. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Why? Okay, first of all, the, now the section of, of that part of the civil rights, section four of the Voting Rights Act, it stipulates a formula by which nine states and some other jurisdictions are brought under section five. And it requires them to get federal permission, they call it pre-clearance in the Voting Rights Act, for even the most minor changes in any voting procedure. And, of course, 15th Amendment gives Congress the power to enact that legislation. Now, they have extended uh, the pre
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.